0: Welcome, everyone, back to the men's show here at Awakened Catholic. Today, we're going to be talking about some risque business, as in, can you dress risque and still love Jesus at Mass? But that's coming up right after this. Before we get started john mark if
1: you want to kick us off here well, sure i'd be happy to uh, i want to tell you about the awaken nation if you go to awakencatholic.org donate you can really help us out uh, getting this ministry going by giving a one-time a recurring donation we really appreciate it you know we're all about bringing people truth through beauty and if you want to be a part of that Join the Awakenation. Another great way to support, though, is also by going to hallow.app slash awaken. The hallow app is a really cool app, uh, Christian meditation. It's really well implemented, a beautiful app, really helpful for your, your morning cup of coffee. Um, download it and, and and get the the free 30-day subscription uh, to support our ministry. Really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Well, here we are, gentlemen, again to discuss things that matter and hopefully be somewhat illuminative through that process, maybe edify each other's journeys. Um, illuminative? Illuminative. Is illuminative. That a word? illuminative. I learn new things all the time. Mm, bring, welcome. bring the
2: jar. The Where's the jar for pretentious words? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm not going to put no, money in the whiskey drink.
0: Week. Okay. The, or the whiskey drink, the whiskey game. Anyways, um, so uh, just a really quick thing. I'm Nick Delatore, John Mark Rodai, Rob Holler. Jeff Walker. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for being with me here today. We oh, are nice. going to be, um, you know, some of this uh, is subjective on some level. And I guess w- whether it is or not is part of the question we're going to be discussing. Uh, my argument is the following. Okay. I'm ready. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. Are you ready? My argument is the following. I think you can authentically revere and worship God. No matter what you're wearing, that's that's my opinion. In mass, even I think, okay, I think that there's more to it.
2: Okay, I was gonna say that's hard to you can't, disagree with. Yeah, right.
0: The way but there's say. more yeah. to it. There is more to it. It doesn't mean you should wear
2: to
3: whatever you want at mass.
0: And why? Why? What? What should you base your deliberation on? You got to cover up your parts. Minimum. Minimum. Let's start there. The base, base which level. parts? Good which certainty. parts do you got to cover? Because my elbow—that's a part.
3: The parts. <laughs> the parts. So.
0: The uh,
2: so listen. It depends on what your motive is about talking about this. So yeah. this can get quickly like judgmental mm-hmm. and um, lead to sort of condemnation and say and and a focus on um, making subjective things into objective rules yeah uh but i'm so first of all the church tells me exactly what i have to wear (laughs) at every mass so maybe i'm not the person to comment on this Mm. um however i think it's all about um sacramentality right so it's sort of like saying i believe that you can worship god in any place in the world that's Absolutely true. Yes. You can worship God. You can pray. You can grow in holiness anywhere, anytime. Um, You can celebrate mass anywhere, anytime on the hood of a Jeep, in a hotel conference room, um, on the top of a mountain or in a church. Um, But that's not the same thing as saying that the place doesn't matter right and so yeah you can worship god wearing anything Mm -hmm. but that's also not to say that what you're wearing doesn't matter
1: and in the decision making process again for me i'm kind of a i'm a guy with a hammer and the whole world looks like a bunch of nails or window panes i suppose the virtues the, the cardinal virtues, I think, give us a good decision-making process in this. And the first, again, prudence comes first in the sense of we want to turn to the realities of things. Mm-hmm. We, don't want to, we don't want to start from a place of my passion or my way or your way or any. We don't want to start there. You start from the place of, no, we want to turn to the reality first. And you brought up, like, you know, so first of the things we want to look at, well, what is the purpose of mass? What's the purpose of clothes? All those kinds of things. We want to turn to those realities as the first step. Uh, And the next step after prudence is justice in the sense of that we want that we're, we're there to worship, we're there for a purpose. And so what we're wearing should fit with that purpose. Again, I'm not there, my decision making about my clothing isn't about my vanity, or isn't about my coolness, or isn't about, no, no, it's about is this, does this go along with the purposes for being there, the sacramentality of it? The, and again, if I'm, if we're saying mass on a mountain, cause we're taking a hike and that's where we happen to be, well then I'm, you know, we're going to probably wear the clothes that we're hiking in. But if I'm going to a normal Sunday mass, well then there's room there to say, well, I'm going to wear clothes, uh, in, in a way that, uh, that heightens that, uh, that fits more with this duty that I'm trying to perform.
0: And that, that to me is where the question is, is what defines clothes that fits that duty. Because that that to me is where it becomes a little bit subjective to the culture, right? Like culturally, geographically, where you're at makes a huge determination about like, mm-hmm. or makes a huge impact on what is acceptable you know sunday attire right right if, if we're celebrating mass in the middle of africa and it's not because we're hiking on a mountain but that is just where they live and that right. is where they celebrate mass they're going to look totally different than what we might look like in northwest ohio Certainly. so so how to how do we um then delineate like uh, this is objectively better to wear this Mm-hmm. or this style, or this, in this way, or whatever, mm-hmm. when it is such a subjective thing based on the culture and the geography, what what becomes the 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 guiding principle for that?
1: Well, the objective thing is that y- we have to do this duty, that we should show respect and show honor, you know, mm-hmm. and, and show modesty and decency and stuff like yeah.
0: that. But how do we...
1: But the instantiation of that does look completely different by time or place or culture. Yeah. Like, how does my culture... Because I could look at the way my culture does it, wherever I happen to be, they tend to wear these sort, sort, sorts of things. They don't wear these sorts of things. If I'm intentionally running contrary to that, just to be a contrarian, well, mm-hmm. I'm doing something dumb or wrong, you know, but it, but we, we have to look at, well, how does my culture do this? You know, yeah. and there is, there's something to kind of obeying what the community does. When How do we show respect as a community?
0: Yeah, and that that is, I think, both... a. Uh, I like that. And I also am torn about that because I find we as Catholics in general are challenged in our faith to be a people set apart. And in a lot of ways, that means not looking like your community. But then we're also kind of in this question being asked to look like our community. And so I wonder, because we are people set apart, I mean, like we are not going to we should not be. In, you know this is a different question but we shouldn't be like pro-choice we shouldn't be like mm-hmm. participating in a lot of the things that our society says this is what's normal this is mm-hmm. what's acceptable uh, premarital sex you know like a lot of different things and so what are we basing where is the line between like um here's what our society says and I just, I just want to know what we're basing. Like what, what makes it, what makes a suit and tie or, or a shirt and tie, or even just a button down shirt for a guy, what makes that better Sunday attire? Other than the fact that someone arbitrarily decided this, this is what looks nicer. That's it.
1: I mean, yeah, it's convention. Would you say, I mean, this just came to me. I haven't had time to process through it, but, but clothing is like a language. Ooh, sort. yes. Sure.
0: It's
2: expressions. Yes.
1: So, and we use common words. Like I, we have to use the same language if we're going to. Talk if we're going to have I shared meaning.
3: So my brother, I went to visit my brother in South America, Central America. Um, he Ooh, was doing coffee his coffee guy. business. Ooh, yeah. thing, coffee my brother, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, there it was not culturally appropriate to wear shorts. Mm. We did not know that. Um, mm. I think I wore pants. I don't remember. Uh, my brother wore shorts. I think after the fact we. You know, he had not been there very long, I don't think, at that point. Uh, but we knew that then. Our intention in going to Mass was not, you know, I don't think right. anyone could, like, fault our intentions. Mm-hmm. Like, right. oh, it's look, it's hot down there. so hot. It was super hot. Uh, but there, the mm-hmm. language that was read by other people was probably, well, these guys aren't bringing their best to Mass. They're not being reverent in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, yeah, that language does not always translate well. But it does. that doesn't bring with it condemnation necessarily. Right.
2: So if the question is where do we start from, I don't think we necessarily start from cultural norms. Like this is what is dressy and this is what is not dressy. Mm-hmm. I think you start with what we're doing, like mm-hmm. John Mark was saying before. Like what is our purpose here? Mm-hmm. And so you have to understand... Uh, sort of what how liturgy works, that liturgy is an all-encompassing human experience. And so for Christians, and especially for Catholics, uh, the idea when we go to church is that we're not simply expressing ourselves. Liturgy is not expressive prayer. Mm -hmm. There's other times when we do have expressive prayer, when we take what's going on inside and we through our language either with speech or clothes or body position Mm -hmm. um express what's going on in the inside bring that out but liturgy is really impressive it's supposed to make an impression upon us interesting Um, that's good and and that takes that's why all of the the stuff of liturgy is important Mm -hmm. um and why all things being considered um all things being equal We have mass, not on the hood of a Jeep regularly, but in a church because the environment matters. And that's why we don't have silence and no music at mass regularly. That happens from time to time, but that's not sort of like the ideal liturgy because the music helps us to enter in. It makes an impression upon us. And that's why we sit and stand and kneel at different times Because that makes an impression upon us about what's going on. So I think you start with understanding that even the clothes that we wear are sacramentals in the sense like that sacramentals are things that are supposed to lead us to the sacraments that are supposed to dispose us to receiving grace. Yeah. And so how do all of these things, including what I'm wearing, dispose me to receiving Mm -hmm. the grace that's being offered to me at mass. So I think you got to start with that whole concept, which is still foreign to a lot of Catholics. Mm -hmm.
3: Wasn't historically what Catholics would wear to mass, the baptismal gown or representing that? Is that
2: right? So there is some now, to be honest with you, I don't know if that was ever the case that they wore that constantly to mass, but that is sort of the idea, um, between why all of the ministers at mass wear an alb. That's Mm -hmm. the baptismal garment. Um, And then after the Easter vigil, when people are received into the church for a time, um, at least historically, Mm -hmm. they would wear that baptismal garment to church because it was supposed to remind you of who you are and what you were, what you were about. -hmm. I don't know that that was ever like all throughout the church year, Everyone always did it, but Holy water,
1: Holy water kind of calls us back to that. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's sort of a re a reminding of our baptism, even if we're not wearing the clothes, It's, it's sort of re-putting that back on that that Mm -hmm.
0: state something that comes to mind for me um, is Archbishop Leonard Blair and uh, when he was in our diocese as Bishop Leonard Blair um, he fielded a question once on the Bishop's Corner radio show about liturgical dancing And I thought this was a super, I I was, the moment that question was asked, I was like, oh my gosh, what is he going to say? And his answer, I've never heard a better response to it. Um, But I think it directly applies to this question of clothing. Um, And I think it applies to a lot of questions of, of, you know, piety and like how liturgy is approached. Um, But his response was something to the effect of, um, if Dance as a part of the liturgy is something that distracts from the sacrament, something that distracts from the prayer. It's out of place. Mm -hmm. And that is largely, if not exclusively, based on the culture of the community. Mm -hmm. Whereas dancing as a form of worship in an authentic expression of worship is maybe very organically present as a part of other communities, like literally in Africa or whatever, like if you attend mass in Africa, it's going to look very, even, even a Cuban mass, like my family growing up in, you know, visiting my family in South Florida, a Cuban mass, like it's, it's rowdy and these people are very authentically through that rowdiness expressing worship, but it could come off as irreverent to someone that culturally is not familiar with that. Right. Or, or accustomed to that. And so I think that the the other part of this is that very, the reality of the, the different cultures and and auth like something that to us is authentic worship and authentic reverence in Africa would be like uh, is that person even alive in the Holy Spirit like mm. what's wrong with this person why doesn't why aren't they dancing and and we might just be like not used to it right yeah um but then I do you want to say something I
3: say yeah that reminds me of the Simpsons episode with Catholic Heaven I'm, I don't
1: Let's think I've seen that oh, oh yeah
0: link in the description Play that it. is such a good one. <laughs> <Run>. <laughs> yeah. we'll take a pause. Um, but, but the other thing that makes me think about is like in the, in the years that I've worked at different parishes in the past, I remember seeing in the congregation multiple times over the years, people that were very clearly from other cultures because they would wear attire Hmm. according to those other cultures. Sure. And so for them, that was a really proper, authentic way to express through the language of the clothing, their presence to the sacrament, their presence to the worship and the liturgy. Mm. Um, but to me, the challenge is, and, and, and so that's important because it didn't, it stood out. It wasn't the same as what we understand. So it sticks out like a sore thumb, right? right. But it's still an authentic, their, their version of authentic expression through that. Mm. So where do we draw the line and who do we think we are to say that is authentic because it's culturally recognized or whatever, but then maybe someone else that isn't from necessarily another country, but still in whatever, for, for whatever reason, authentically maybe expresses their, themselves differently. How do we look at that and say that's not acceptable?
2: Well, yeah, I think it's a hard thing to define even culturally,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but being part of of the Western world and Western culture, there are certain pieces of clothing that just speak a certain level of importance or carry along with them. A certain gravitas mm-hmm. so again i don't vary my wardrobe very often <laughs> but at my last parish uh, i was assigned to a through k-12 school and it was shortly after i arrived there and it was my first time walking into the school wearing a cassock so i wear my collar all the time i don't usually wear a cassock daily um i sort of treat that as sort of the dress up kind of sure clergy garb Um, But I had I had just been at an important liturgy right before and I was walking some students back uh, to the school and I walked in and there was a whole line of second graders that were walking through the hallway right in front of the entrance door. So I walked in and I sort of stepped back to let them walk by. It was the first time they had seen me wearing a cassock. They'd seen me dress like a priest every day. Mm -hmm. But one of the second graders looked at me and said, wow, (laughs) and then spontaneously bowed
0: <laughs> so it's <was> this big <laughs>
2: profound bow and then kept walking and then all of the second graders sort of followed suit afterwards like, wow and they would bow That's so great so after a while it became a monkey see monkey do kind of thing but that kid's uh, initial reaction was something like wow something important is happening here yeah. so without any training without any prompting it's not like we had talked about different kinds of clerical garb and 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 what they mean and their history or Anything there was just something about that that said to that kid something he 's doing something important
1: well this, you know, this gets into another topic that 's connected to all this that I care a lot about, and it 's why I appreciate wrestling through this topic a little bit, trying to get some understanding of it because we recognize that even even if we just limit it to clothes, but if, if we broaden it to just physical piety in general, you know genuflection you know the, the hand motion, the things we do in mass, whether or not we do those. We recognize that there's a lot of baggage that goes along with those. Why people do or do don't. I think we're going to do a whole episode just on that. Well, we're going to you know dig into some of that baggage, but but there's this issue of the example we set. You know, we're 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 fathers or spiritual fathers here. Um, you know, when we're wrestling with these things, the decisions we make then impact the little eyes that are mm-hmm. that are watching us, and so we have to decide what we're going to do. You know, going back to this, uh, so another angle of this is that he, when you were talking, Nick, is just recognizing that there's a few different levels. There's the theoretical level of what the mass is about, what clothing is for, all that kind of stuff. But then there's two levels of, well, there's what this means in terms of my discernment about my actions. Mm-hmm. It's a whole separate discussion mm-hmm. about how I regard other people.
3: Right. That's
1: two different things. Like, I have a duty to do that's my so duty, to, do, yeah. to, to be reverent to be modest, to to do justice, to worship well. That's completely separate from whether or not someone else is doing that duty because I don't know what's going on in their heart. Yeah. Just, so that's a, that's a different subject. All You know, it's, it's a different thing. You know? So I think a
2: lot of people have learned exactly that recently um, as many schools have gone to remote learning mm. um, and especially Catholic schools or public schools that have uniforms. Sure. So everyone loves the whole working from home remote learning thing because, you know, you can put on a shirt and then wear your pajamas on, right? That's the sort of meme that's going around. And I have not done that. Uh, n- never. I wouldn't. For any wouldn't Zoom so. meetings or anything. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where's that episode on sarcasm? Um, Coming soon. However, more schools have been sort of saying, you know, it's important for your child if we're going to do this remote learning thing that they wear their uniform even when they're home. Interesting. So, and I think there's, it speaks to that twofold thing. Because there's, when you look at why kids wear uniforms in schools, you could do a whole conversation about that. Yeah. But it has that two levels of things. One, it's the witness. It's how it, it affects other people. Yeah. So, right, the, the uniform is sort of the great equalizer mm-hmm. um, that we're not focused or distracted because someone is wearing Um, super expensive name brand stuff or because this person is not wearing anything name brand right so it's other people but it also just has an effect on the student themselves and it helps them to enter into the learning experience so i think that's why more than you know that the great equalizer thing Mm
0: -hmm.
2: why you're wearing the uniform while you're at home yeah this is what i wear to learn right it, it brings up the
3: the idea of around putting on your formal clothes you know we put on this exterior thing you know clothes yeah. to represent our interior self so mm-hmm. everyone gets dressed up for a really nice fancy de- dinner you know you uh-huh. you act a little differently right you know you're acting in your true form it gets you yeah. some like you know you could probably go into it better than i could but philosophically well. you're reflecting your interior dignity Exterior.
1: Well, you're also, it's, it goes both ways, too, because, like, you know, you, you dress for the job you want, not the job you have, that whole kind right. of notion. You're communicating to other people what we're doing here through your clothing, but you're also communicating to yourself. Like, when you want to start out the day... Well, you get up and you. <laughs> around our house, we call our robes the sloth cloth <laughs> because if you keep the, the robe on, then it's like the, the morning extends well into the afternoon.
2: You know?
0: <laughs> Just, I remember telling uh, my parents when I was younger that
2: at noon they're no longer pajamas; it's lounge wear. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry about it. That's so great. It's good. Yeah. I love that. Yep. Okay. but it does it
2: does reflect that interior disposition, mm-hmm. and so when you're going to mass what we wear does affect what disposition we're entering into mm-hmm. the liturgy with. Yeah. And, um, there was another parishioner. I'm just telling stories today, but that's what you got. Yeah, that's good. Uh, another so. parishioner at a former parish of mine that yeah. came to daily mass right yeah. and he wore suit and tie nice. daily mass 7am. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I figured, well, he's got to wear the suit and tie for work there are a lot of business people that come to that mass. And then I found out he works from home and that in fact, he doesn't like zoom into meetings. It's totally a phone based business. Uh-huh. And as soon as he gets home, uh, white shirt shorts. Hmm. So I'm like, wow, this guy puts on a suit and tie Whoa. for 7am yeah. daily mass every day. And I asked him about, it, I said, I mean, I'm for it, but he said, It doesn't matter whether it's Christmas or Sunday or Tuesday. Mm, What I'm going to is the most important thing that's happening on earth. Wow. And so I dress like I'm going to the most important thing that's happening on earth. That is beautiful. Yeah. Like that says something. Right. So, yeah, I don't think you're any less holy or anything if you're not doing that. Because I don't think if I were not a priest that I would necessarily wear a suit and tie every day Mm -hmm. i feel guilty now that i've sort of explained that and now i'm saying (laughs) that right because it feels like i should um but there really is something about the witness to others and what it does for ourselves and how it opens us up to grace yeah Mm -hmm. uh
0: yeah and i think that the the challenge is navigating like seeking out the the authentic virtue in it rather than A sense of avoiding the guilt of not doing it or or the embarrassment or whatever because i think like for me if i'm if i'm ever dressed down a little bit when i go to mass i'm thinking people around me might be judging me Mm -hmm. or or whatever And, and i know my version of jesus well enough to know that he doesn't care But it's more about my disposition. I think that's a lot of what we're getting at here is like, how are we entering into the worship through our attire? Because Jesus doesn't care, Mm -hmm. but we should care because he is so special because he is God. Yeah.
1: And again, this is the reason that prudence is the the mother of the cardinal virtues here, because when when we carry out justice, prudence also recognizes the different situations. That we're in and and we know if we're honest with ourselves, we know in our hearts why we're doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. I know that there are Sundays that I have gone to mass dressed down, not because I had to, not because I didn't have time, not because I was rushing with the kids, but just because it takes a little extra work. And I, I ought to have, because there's no, there was no reason not to, other than I was feeling lazy. Yep. Like that was the reason, the laziness. That might not be your reason. You may have had a good reason. My reason was laziness, not a good reason. Other times, like we, we would go to this uh, Dominican parish in Zanesville, Ohio. It was a Dominican parish. It's not a Dominican parish now. Um, and we loved the priests there. They were super you know, cut and sharp with the liturgy, like the hand motions, the whole thing, really great liturgy. They would do, their midday mass was this, like 15 or 20 minute mass and it was like it was quick it was it was it was solid and it was tight but it was quick and teresa asked about it once and they explained this is the working person's mass and you'd notice out in the pews people in their painting clothes or their construction clothes or their you know whatever or the, the the blue collar or the white collar they were there in their work clothes and he they would do this mass So these people could participate quickly over their lunch hour. That's awesome. Now, were they there in their non Sunday clothes out of laziness? Like I might've been, no, they were there because that's, that's the, the way they're able to do that in their day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're, they're doing justice, uh, giving just, uh, giving God his due, but prudently recognizing the situation. This is, this is what I can give this, what makes
2: sense for my situation. And they had to discern that for themselves. Absolutely. A hundred percent agree with that (laughs) because there are times um, when that is the most appropriate thing to wear, just yeah. sort of there are times when mass on top of the mountain is the most appropriate place to have mass, right? Right, rather than not have mass, or right. mass on top of a jeep is the most beautiful mass that you've been to in a long time, right? Mm-hmm. So there's sort of this whole like all things being equal, mm-hmm. and also like where I'm at right now right. and
0: what's going on. Yeah, totally, totally, yeah. And so the tension is like considering that working mass, for example. Mm-hmm you know, if you're an outsider looking in and you don't necessarily know what's behind that, like, why do we care? Right. Cause that's what
2: Catholics get that all the time. Yeah. And you sort of see it in marketing from non-Catholic churches. Um, like we don't care what you wear here. Come as you are. No need to dress up. No, no nothing. Sort of. I sort of take that in a disparaging way against Catholics sometimes. (laughs) Like those Catholics are all hung up on externals and making everything
0: look good. So that is something like we're welcoming. Unlike the Catholics. Right. Yeah. And I think about even the example that you shared, Rob, about the Central American mass you attended. And I think like, you know, it's it's it is a beautiful thing for a community to want to as a community worship well. But, but to me, the challenge is the the conflict that I find in my heart when I reflect on an example like that is at at the cost though, of making someone feel unwelcomed, you are a well formed person. Sure. Right. But, but let's say you're not, let's say someone is in that exact situation happens to be passing through the area and they're not well formed and they have that encounter. They have that moment.
3: Let's compare this time with history. I mean, we're in a time where there are so many people who, you know, going to mass, worshiping, you know, living a life where, you know, Christianity is normal and encompassed. It's it. That's not where we are. You know, we it's very culturally diverse. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are unfamiliar. A lot of people are seeking
2: Mm
0: -hmm. and historically, you know,
3: a lot of these other places, you know, we we our liturgy is built up around a community of faith. that is very different than the one that we have now. Mm-hmm. and we have to be somehow both attentive to that and yet not abandon you know yeah. what is mm-hmm. you know what it means to be truly christian
2: yeah 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 it's that tension between come as you are but also we're not going to just stay where you are yeah right. yeah that um that once someone really is sort of living in the environment of a catholic way of life that things like liturgy and prayer and things demand more of us Mm -hmm. then in order for us to go deeper into that experience yeah uh and that becomes problematic when we we expect people who are um i don't know in the in the shallow end of the pool to be able to scuba dive yeah Um, if we're just learning to swim This is, it's a whole different ball game.
0: Well, and the the premise though, of even, but here's the tension, like what you said is right on the money about like, come as you are, but we're not gonna leave you where you are. Um, The tension is implying that you have to look like this Mm -hmm. to be where we're at. And and that's a really, that's a tough thing. I think
3: there's a very natural, Mm -hmm. like when we were at that mass, we walk in, like we're the only white people there, Mm -hmm. and we look different and we're not wearing clothes, (laughs) We're not dressed as nicely right. as the other people. I mean, we feel out of place, mm-hmm. but that I don't. I don't know that that necessarily, you know, because we're there shouldn't change anything about mm-hmm. that culture.
2: But it is hard. Right. So how do we approach that though, as yeah. as people who are? um who are where we are. We're sitting around yeah, talking yeah. about Catholic things because yeah. we're living a Catholic way of life, right? So like we're in, we've yeah. we're, we're buying in, we're drinking the Kool-Aid, it's yeah. delicious. Mm, um, so good. But like what you said, so you acknowledged that what I said was true. I'm gonna acknowledge what you said was true. But that I was that didn't even like cross my mind. Of course. Right. Mm-hmm. Um which perhaps it should. So how the how on earth do we address uh dress well there's like how do we as people who are sort of
0: already in i think we just found the title for the video how do we address dress dress thank you well again like you said way back at the beginning father
1: we we have to start by turning to the reality of what this it's worship and we're there to do justice so again this 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 begins with us just trying to do well by our particular duty you know before we can't start with how someone else is going to take this and try to work our way back from that because everyone's going to take it differently we mm. can't control what's in another person's head or heart so we have to start with no okay how does my culture do this what's the, the generally speaking what's the way that I ought to dress as far as I am able to to fit this mass uh, and then we have to do our best to make sure that my heart is pure because of that. Because you can also even do those right things, but for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. I and mean, you can dress nicely so that you know people see how nicely I'm dressed whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, if you notice that in yourself, you still need to do the justice of dressing appropriately for mass. But then you got to work on your heart. Yeah, you got you to You have to to moderate that desire. Make you sure to you're not peacocking. That. And then you also have to recognize that too if there's a part of you that is looking down on someone else i mean that's just stupid like again if, if language is if uh if uh i'm clothing sorry if clothing is language, is language like it, it's just as dumb as looking at, down on somebody else's language like yes to look down on somebody else because they're using different words than i do yeah. or they don't know the, the words that our special uh-huh. club uses to mm-hmm. look down on them and that is stupid it's you know i'm gonna dress in a certain way because this is my duty but why would I have looked down on somebody else? I don't know what's in their heart. I don't know what their reasons are. Yeah. And so I should be just as welcoming. In fact, maybe I'm over the top. I'm a bit more welcoming to that person because I recognize they're maybe out of their element. This may be a new different place for them. Yeah.
3: You know? Yeah. And that's all, it's all prudence. Yep. It's all. And the thing about prudence too is Semper always, prudentiae. you cannot decide what prudence is for someone else. Prudence is only given to you as a virtue.
0: And this is why you I can. said at the beginning, this is a little subjective.
3: Yes. So like God yes, gives you yes. the grace to decide in
0: your <laughs> particular situation. I was like I was I was on the edge of my seat waiting to see if John Mark would it checks determine. Out. It checks out. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Rob. Okay. That's okay. Moving on. No no no, uh, no, 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 no. Sorry.
3: Well, I mean it's just that God gives you the particular grace in the particular situation to make the decision you need to make. Yeah. Prudence is yours to choose. Yeah. So I can't go and say, Nick, you know what you're doing is imprudent because i want to do it all the time i'm telling of course you, he gives me <laughs> my so daily many text from wrong nick, you're screwing this
0: up <laughs> yeah yes.
3: but it, it's not my place right yeah. it's not my place. but it doesn't mean you know there's also this other dynamic of like the more you're able to love someone to be close to someone yeah. friends with someone you can bridge that gap in relationship i can say hey nick mm-hmm. you know there's always a difference no one can know for certain what prudence is for another person. Mm -hmm. But in relationship, I feel like I'm able to bridge the gap and say, well, Hey, maybe this isn't prudent. You know, maybe you should consider this, but outside of relationship, looking at someone, I don't know nearly impossible. I
0: think we also have to prioritize. Like there, there has to be a moral hierarchy in terms of like what, what, Fund, what are the fundamentals like let's say someone's coming into the fold and and they're just trying to navigate what is this christian life about they're checking out mass they aren't dressing in their sunday best oh, yeah. so to speak would be a dumb place to start right <laughs> so we have to we have to the, the first step is we got a journey with them mm-hmm. and we have to like love on them um you know the challenge that, that and we have I, to realize that the goal is not to be
2: the church of the well-dressed yes no. yeah to be the exactly church of the people
1: who are giving god worship you know, yeah. and again, we have already admitted that the the externals those change in time and place. Whatever
0: the, the key is that it starts in their heart, and then they work out how best to instantiate that how to in manifest their, that yeah. yeah in their attire. Because yeah. the 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 reality is like we have to be so careful when we're talking about these things, and we're saying like there is a better way to do this, which is to to use your attire as a language that expresses your worship. Mm-hmm. But we cannot make that on any anywhere near the level of of figuring out your sin and and like working on that and like bringing that to the lord and his mercy and bringing it to confession bringing it to baptism depending on you know where you're at like we we, that has to be so low on the totem pole as far as priorities because (laughs) that's just going to turn someone off and also it actually doesn't matter as much as this other stuff so we we have to be willing to you know create that address or address we have to be we have to be able to acknowledge that (laughs) hierarchy um i think that's that's huge too
1: you know, going back to the, 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 uniforms is again, it's interesting. If we think of language as no, if dress as language, clothing as language, again, what are we communicating when we, dis- we, we kind of wear something similar well, again, what we're not expressing is something about ourselves. It's about what we're doing, where we're at. And so, cause there you go in different directions too. I mean, we, we've just kind of talked about like dressing nicely, mm-hmm. but obviously I could go to, to church in my tuxedo. And then what am i expressing like why would i right. what am i expressing in that point i'm am I expressing that i'm different i'm better mm-hmm. I'm, no part of again what we're we, we do try to conform to so to speak because what we're addressing is we're doing this together we as right. a community are communicating mm-hmm. something in
2: christ there is no jew or greek no slave or th- free no woman or man no rich or poor no yeah. well-dressed underdressed tommy Hilfiger, american it's Eagle. kind <laughs> of
3: true in marriage as well before i came here my wife made me change my shirt. And then she, <laughs> she sprayed me with this wrinkle releaser because I'm not good Wow, She
0: is so good to you. Good. Well done, Katie. Yeah. yeah and kidding. on that note, my goodness, gentlemen, this has been an edifying conversation. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. There's one thing we Just have kidding. not
3: mentioned this whole episode. Out of charity, I think it's in line uh, with what we've talked about. Nick is not wearing pants right now. Oh,
2: my gosh. <laughs> It's, it's you, true. Oh, two main.
3: I think you can... It, oh, you can kind of c- see it. Oh, man. No, right. Why does that matter? <laughs> I
1: just... <laughs> because I don't know, but I'm been really, really glad we we're you trying Rob to communicate to us the hierarchy, hierarchy. whole all right, all right. What
2: are you trying to communicate? Oh, my god! Just because it's his studio <laughs> framed from here up. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm wearing okay. the, the
0: chair, or I'm Notice in the chair with the big the arms. Candle,
3: <laughs> the the camera angles yeah, here. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's amazing. I wasn't going to... Now we're done. Now we're done. John Mark, do you want to lead us home with the the Awaken Nation? I, I no, I got, to, I got oh, this. I got this. Oh, Rob. I was right. Rob's doing oh, Awaken okay. Nation. Okay, right. so. Right.
3: so Awaken Nation. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're doing great. Nation. Continue. Subscribe retweet no no no
1: no okay Okay. resubscribe
2: (laughs) unsubscribe resubscribe unmitigated disaster donate donate donate. I need to lean into the frame for him okay
1: so awaken nation is a group of people just like you who um make this possible if you like this show the men's show if you like any of the other awesome shows oh my gosh there's so many awesome shows right now Please join the Awaken Nation. We're all about bringing people the truth through beauty. And if you want to be part of that, you can make a one-time or recurring donation by going to AwakenCatholic.org slash donate. Ooh, Colleen's coming in clutch with the camera angle. Another cool way that you can support um, Awaken Catholic is by downloading the Halo app. What is the Halo app? Well, go to Halo.app slash Awaken to download it is, a, it is a great app for Christian meditation. I just discovered today, I was using it this morning, and there's a little music button that while you're doing this guided meditation, you can pick Gregorian chant or, or the sound of waves in the background. It was pretty Ooh. awesome. It's, it's super helpful, super convenient, really well implemented, and a beautiful app. That's one thing we're about here. So download that at hallow.app/slash
0: awaken and and the key is honestly like the the way in which you can help our ministry through this app is by doing the one month free premium membership because yeah, that yeah, is the part that helps it's us it's worth it it's good it's super good
3: well hey he did much better than I did it
0: was <laughs> no, a team you were what right you were right <laughs> I'm sorry and before we started I was like Rob are you sure you got this <laughs> he was not sure. oh my god! prepared. alright gentlemen this has been so great at least he's wearing pants uh, that's true we'll that's see you oh my gosh that makes three of us I feel very judged. The hierarchy, gentlemen. <laughs> the hierarchy. Uh, we will see you next week here on The Men's Show.
3: This show and all media on Awaken Catholic is made possible by The Awaken Nation and The Hollow app. The Awaken Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org donate.